Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Start with the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. So throw it out. Take out the trash. The trash is anything that is keeping you from the only thing that matters. See you in the Super Bowl. It's Bears Nation podcast. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. Mac will take it all the way in for a touchdown. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over. And Jake Hassan. What I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. Phenomenally good. Okay, guys, show us what you got. So I feel like first and foremost, what I have to address is in that opening for the people viewing on YouTube or in Twitch and wherever you may be viewing this in the opening, I'm wearing a dark shirt and a gray hat. And today I switched it. So that's cool. I don't know. Not that anybody cares about that, but I feel like you don't switch your attire too often. I feel like you're pretty, I feel like you're not like very diverse with your attire. Like you're pretty. Oh, I wear the same same eight or nine shirts every week. That's it's, so you. It, it's, it's not the very least surprising diverse. thing. We got to get you to the Nike stores on the man. We got to get you fixed up. Unless you like it. If you like it, if I, this is your style, I don't care. Then you're good. But <laughs> I I really don't care. Like it it does like literally the last thing I bought to like diversify my wardrobe was this. And of course it's the University of Illinois jacket. Well, That's yeah, cool though. Oh that's yeah. good. Yeah, oh it's making awesome. progress. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic, and it was thirty bucks. So, like, of course, I'm gonna spend money on that. It's warm as hell, too. Um, anyway, beside the point. All right, I guess we better get to the intro. This is Bears Nation podcast. Jake Hassan, Kevin Lapka, as always, and it is Wednesday, January twenty sixth. Uh, uh, Kevin, I mean, lots to do, lots to do today, and oh, we man, are going dude. to address yes. it. And we'll go with the first one. We'll we'll go with the top. The tippy top of the top, and the Bears officially have your Chicago Bears. For everyone who's listening and watching, have a general manager. They did it. They hired a GM before they hired a head coach, and we'll get into the head coach thing what later. A concept, but what a concept! They hired a GM. They hired a 36-year-old from the Kansas City Chiefs by the name of Ryan Poles, a former undrafted free agent signing by the Chicago Bears, circa 2008 or nine or so. And he is now your new general manager after being the director of player personnel, player scouting with the Kansas City Chiefs. You take someone who has rave reviews from an elite organization, one of the top organizations, if not the top organization currently in the NFL. The top. The top. Yeah. And you get get a guy who you picked up from O'Hare Airport. And nobody picks up anybody from O'Hare Airport unless they really love you. So cancel his meeting with the Minnesota Vikings that was supposed to occur today. He said, no, thanks. I'm all set. Signed his contract with the Bears. Bears put out a hype video today that was, it made me laugh. Like it was just so outrageous that it made me laugh of Ryan Poles showing up to his first day of work. And it's exciting. You got, you once again, go back to the young and up and coming guy who has a, a championship ring already and who has, reviews from all around the league uh, of what a great guy he is, what a great evaluator he is. And so it's exciting. And you, uh, instead of going with the head coach from the chiefs, you go with the GM from the chiefs this time. So we'll see what happens. 
I mean, they like to play their cards with the Chiefs, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully this one works out. And they like to play their cards with Ryan Pease, yep. or whatever it may be. You know, you got Ryan Pace, and I got Ryan Poles. Something about the name Ryan that really just it clicks with George McCaskey. But in all seriousness, this is a dynamite hire. And you yep. saw it immediately. The reaction across social media was those exact words. Like, Field Yates immediately said, this is not a good hire by the Bears. This is an incredible hire by the Bears. Mm-hmm. You have the testament from Andy Reid, who said some really nice words about him. Uh, Brett Veach, uh, all the GMs he worked under in the Chiefs organization, said yep. really, really good things about him. And, like, those are things we kind of knew already. But it's still it's still comforting to hear those things. Right. And, 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 and it does know, happen every time a, a it GM gets hired. Right. They, there's nothing but good things because you can't evaluate a GM. GM for a couple of years, but where it was coming from, I think is because you're always going to get, you know, from the former organization, from guys they've worked with in the past. But I think the fact that it came from three, three different Kansas city chiefs GMs who obviously built a playoff contender and then championship contender and are now on the cusp of another super bowl. Um, and a guy, a guy who's been with an organization for 13 years, like he hasn't bounced around. And obviously Ryan Pace was with the saints for a long time too, but it's where it's coming from field. Yates, obviously very well respected in the league uh, as an analyst and as a former scout. So yeah, I mean, it's from where it's coming from. That definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those things are valid and those things are true, but this, like this really is a dynamite hire and you can kind of look through the differences between poles and pace and the similarities as well, right? The similarities are they're young. They're going to bring kind of a new fresh mind. But, you know, I think the thing about Ryan Poles is I think he's really going to connect with the players. And I think that's the number one thing that I'm looking at uh, when I evaluate this, because you can kind of go through every GM candidate and and a lot of the GM candidates are very qualified. I mean, there's a reason why they're GM candidates. They've they've drafted really well in the past. Mm -hmm. They've done really good things with player personnel. It's the reason they're getting interviewed by all these teams. But the thing I like is the fact that, yeah, he's 36 years old. He's young. He he blocked for Matt Ryan uh, in college at Boston College. Like he's, he's, he's a young guy. But if you think about the process that we discussed weeks ago when we said, okay, this is the process they're going into. And we talked about the people that are in the room, that being Lamar Soup Campbell, that being Tanisha Wade. I'm not surprised that they went with a guy uh, like Ryan Pulse who's going to connect with the players because I think we have evidence now that – the GM and his role in this organization is greater than any GM in in the past. And the reason why I have belief in saying that is just yesterday, it was only Ryan Poles who interviewed Jim Caldwell. And today, Wednesday, it was only Ryan Poles who interviewed Dan Quinn. And we're going to talk about head coach a little bit down the line on this episode. But that shows you that George McCaskey kind of learned from the past and said, look, we're giving you full reign. We hope. And – we hope, but we didn't know, but the, I, we hope, but I think we also know because we didn't see this in the past. And apparently the rumors are that Ryan Poles demanded this. And we yeah. talked about in the past about how uh, the last hiring cycle with Ryan Pace, Chris Ballard demanded that sort of control and they turned him away because of that. So for the, to know that Ryan Poles demanded, look, I, I need control of this organization. I need to interview these guys alone. And for them to grant him that, shows you that the Bears are going in the right direction. But yes, his youth, I think he's going to be able to connect with the players and him being a black man, I think is really important. The Bears have the opportunity to have a black quarterback, head coach, and GM, which there are currently zero NFL teams that are structured in that way. And Mm -hmm. I think that could be really important. But I'm, I mean, are you, are you excited? Like that's kind of where we turn to because 
I think people got kind of excited about Morocco Brown. They got kind of excited about Omar Khan. And Ryan Poles was sort of a late name into the conversation. Yeah, definitely. But now the buzz is huge. So where are you at with him? Because I'm 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 feeling really, really good. Good as I good, good as I felt in a very long time as a Bears fan about where this franchise is going. Yeah, I mean it's a like I'm not just I'm not over the moon because it's you know, we don't know anything about this guy. Obviously, you can take the reviews from people and you can take Everyone who's saying he's great and he had a hand in this and he had a hand in drafting that guy and signing this guy. The thing is, we're not really going to know until we're not going to know anything about Ryan Poles for, I mean, really until the draft and until the free agent signing period starts. So, yeah, I'm excited. I do think it's a strong hire. I think taking someone from Kansas City's front office is a strong move. I agree with you. Somebody who can relate with players is definitely the right move, um, somebody, and to go back to that kind of the hype video that came out this morning of, you know, Ryan Poles walking <laughs> to house Hall for his first day. Ryan Pace like, would have never done that. <laughs> Ryan Pace wasn't a guy who put himself out there. He wasn't the guy. Ryan Pace stood behind closed doors and he talked to you once or twice a year when he had to. Ryan Poles, I think is going to be different. I think he's going to be a little more front and center, which is exciting because you're going to have someone who is more accountable. It feels like, I guess, um, as Kevin's changing his camera, but it, it it's exciting that it seems like this guy is more willing to be seen and he's more willing to be in front of you and be like, Hey, here I am. I'm taking care of this or that or the other thing. And we're kind of, like I'm not just going to hide behind a closed door and I'm not going to kind of move in silence. And then you'll Mm -hmm. hear from me at the beginning of the year. And at the end of the year, that's exciting, obviously. And I'm of the belief that it's easier to get guys around you who can deal with and finagle a salary cap and deal with the financials and that stuff. Easier to get those guys more than it is to get guys who can relate to your players. If Ryan Poles is already relating to these guys and already, hanging out with these guys and is in the locker room already. That's one of the biggest steps you already accomplished. That's out of the way. Then you can hire guys who are like, okay, yeah, I understand financials and I understand analytics. That's easy. You can find a ton of those guys right away. Finding someone who connects with the locker room right away is not as easy. And that's why we said, and that's why Jared Payton was on the show saying that soup Campbell was so important in these as part of the panel. So Hopefully Ryan Poles can uh, accomplish that. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's it's easy to feel good about it at this juncture and where you're at. Now it depends on who he hires as head coach, who he drafts, how he attacks the draft, who he signs, right. who he cuts. Right. There, there's a lot more steps to this. As of right now, as of January 26th, while there's still the playoffs going on, yeah, I feel good about it. Ask me again in two, three years, and the answer might change. It's, it's hard to say. Ask me again <laughs> in a couple that. months. Don't wish that right. on us, Jake. Well, like, that well, on or it might not change. Or I'm like, yes, I am. I'm so happy. Like, we won't know, right. and we're not going to get the first hint of it for a couple months until the draft time. Yeah, and I think. Well, I think. Yeah, you're right, but I think generally, and I, I don't know. I mean, this was a long time ago. I can't remember the way I felt when Ryan Pace was drafted. Like, I can't. I, I can't remember if my excitement and if my confidence in this organization is greater or less than it was, uh, you know, when they hired Ryan Pace. Because at the time, again, anytime you clean house and you get somebody new, 
you're going to naturally innately believe that things are going in the right direction unless you hire like the wrong guy, which rarely happens because, again, most of these guys are qualified. It's just kind of who has the upper hand. And now that's the interesting thing, though, because people in Minnesota, Vikings fans are pissed, man. They really want Ryan Pulse. They did. And like you said, he canceled that interview. Ryan Poles is now the GM of the Chicago Bears, and they just got Kwesi uh, Odofa. I don't remember. The, the yeah. Browns VP of player personnel. And they're upset. Now, people and, – and there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, it's only because he gets to work with Justin Fields now instead of, you know, $35 million in Kirk Cousins. And that's true. Like, he definitely looked at those two situations and said – I can build something here where right. we can be Super Bowl contenders in three years. And Definitely. it's not very difficult to do. But at the same time, it comes with what is known about being in his role in the, with the Chicago Bears. Because in this city, the tradition and the history of the Chicago Bears is so much more than what the Vikings mean to Minnesota. I mean, everybody knows that. Sure, they've got a better stadium. They sure probably have better facilities in Minnesota. Uh, but mm. maybe not better facilities, but the better stadium, that's for sure. And sure you know, glitzer, glamour, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But Ryan Poles knows if, if he wins anything in this town, <laughs> anything, there will be a street down called downtown called Poles Avenue. There will be a statue somewhere of this freaking guy. If he wins anything right. at the city, and I'm sure that's one of the fundamental reasons why he chose Chicago well, over Minnesota. But on the flip side of that coin, he has to show he can handle that pressure, which again, going back to that video, like Right, which going back to that Seems video, to task. putting himself out there right away at you know five in the morning and sub freezing temperatures. God, it was cold this morning as someone who had to walk to the train. So I can tell him like that. That walk from his car to the front door was not yeah. pleasant, and yeah. still he was like, "Yeah, bring the cameras out. Let's do this." So yeah, I mean, you would assume he put his stamp of approval on that. So day one, yeah. and he's saying, "All right, here I am. Let's get to work." I I think that. To your point, I think it seems like that is a good indicator of him being able to handle the pressure. I, I no, I definitely think you're right, and uh, it just you know he his demeanor. I don't know. It's something you can sometimes you can tell about somebody's demeanor, their attitude, the way they act. Just you know, in sure. a few things, the few appearances that you see them, just in the things that you know about them. His time as a player in Chicago was undrafted in 2008, never made the 53 man roster. Now he's controlling the 53 man roster. So it's funny how those things come full circle. Um, but you just get that feeling. I don't know why. You just get that feeling that this guy is determined. And that's a testament from a lot of people around him, like the Brett Beaches, like the Andy Reeds, is this guy is extremely hardworking and he's extremely dedicated. And the other thing, too, that you know, we talked about all offseason when we talked about, okay, George McKessie is a fan. So what do you need to do? You need to bring in football people. You know, You need more football people in the building. Well, there's been a lot of testaments in the past about the way Ryan Poles constructed – um, the teams in Kansas City and the way he you know, was able to scout and find players was the way he would do that, the way he would talk to these guys was very football-centric. Like he would go up to them and ask them specific football-related things. What would you do in this situation? How would you handle this? He would go up to offensive and defensive linemen and ask that. And this is through a very you know, football-pointed view. And who knows if that was the case with Ryan Pace. I mean, we'll never know. But to have that comfort in knowing that they have a former player who – is asking the right questions from a football standpoint gives you confidence that the way they construct this roster and the way they draft is going to be, it, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be promising. So, I mean, and I think the number one thing too is like, if you do want to talk about resumes, we already talked about the fact that you can look at all the GMs and find good things about all of them because right. that's why they're qualified. The one year, the lone year he was the chief director of college scouting, which was 2017. What did they do that year in the draft? Trade up in the first round to select Patrick Mahomes at number 10. Like, 
if you want, if you want to go back into any of the resumes of any of the GMs and point out one thing that makes one of them the best possible candidate, it is that from Ryan Poles to see what he saw in Patrick Holmes to scout Patrick Holmes and take him. And now he's going to be, I think, you know, you know, put this on the record. I think he's going to be the best quarterback of all time. That's that's a testament to the way he operates as a scouter, the way he operates as this director of play, player personnel. So, um, dude, I don't know. I'm getting excited just talking about it. Like, I am really, really positive about him and about the direction of this franchise. So, I mean, don't you well, feel better than what you did three weeks ago after the George McCaskey press conference? Be honest. Like, well, yeah, well, yeah but also, Kevin, well, that was that was the, the that was, was a, that was the bar was in yeah. hell after was, that press that, conference. That's true. Like, fair because, enough. Well, yeah, because, and again, back to the, you know, the bar was in hell because we didn't even know if they were going to hire a GM before they hired a coach. Correct, we didn't know if they were going to force a marriage. And now, now it's easy because we had, it's so, it's so dumb how, how very easily Bears fans are pleased. Like, oh, they hired a GM before a head coach. Woohoo! Like, get the parade yeah. ready. Okay. Oh, they're letting him That's be the in standard. Oh, they're letting him be in control of interviewing the head coaches. Oh my God, pop the champagne. Like it's like you said, that's the standard in any other right. organization. And here in Chicago, it's like, oh my God, like what is, what is, we're going to the damn Super Bowl next year. They're like doing the process, right? Holy shit. Like it's insane. So, which to my what point I was going to make is I know we're excited, but like we got to level out at some point because again, we're not going to know anything. And also, like, yeah, we have rumors that Poles is in charge of the head coaching search, and yeah, we have rumors that he could expand no, that's it if he for wants. Sure. No, the the Bears organization said that themselves. They said today, GM Ryan Poles interviewed Jim Caldwell. That was straight from Bears PR. I mean, it's not even sources that say that. We have okay. it from the Bears organization that he is conducting those interviews alone, which is fundamentally different right. from anything in the past. You're right now. Me personally, I would like to see him expand the search and not just take the three people they gave him. Like, all right. Here you go, buddy. Because you don't, because you don't like the three guys. Correct. You don't like the which three is guys. correct, but also like just in general, do your due diligence too. You know, so I don't know, but yes, in in a vacuum, yes, I'm excited. It's easy to be excited, and you know, you read anything you read, the Athletic or NBC Sports Chicago or ESPN, whatever your preferred source of consuming Bears news is. Whatever you're reading, it's mostly, oh, well, Ryan Poles had this review from this guy. I know he had a hand in doing this. And I yeah. said this earlier in the show as well. So obviously when someone gets hired, it's all going to be good stuff. It's all just going to be people saying good things about them because they just got a new job. It's awesome. Great for them. You know, it's something they've been working for forever, you know? So again, I'll, I'll wait until a coach is hired and who that coach is. And I'll wait till draft and how the draft <laughs> is back. And I'll wait till no, free agency. See, that's exactly why you're, why you're. And, and then this. I'll start. And well, I'm also reserved because it's the Bears. Like it's we're no, okay. we are pre-programmed. I am pre-programmed to be disappointed by the Bears. You know, anyone who saw Spider-Man, expect disappointment, and you will never be disappointed. That is where I'm at with this franchise. Expect disappointed, and expect to be disappointed, and you'll be fine. Like it's huh. like, like yeah. Uh, do do I think Ryan? We're Poles, incapable of doing that as Bears fans, right. bro. We are. Do I think Ryan Poles was a strong hire? Yes. Do I like that it's seemingly a different type of guy than Ryan Pace was? Absolutely. Do I like that they're giving him the autonomy to do this coaching search and seemingly, well, we know Ted Phillips is out of the equation. Yes. Those are 
a couple basic things, a few basic things that we begged for, that we really, really wanted as Bears fans. And we got it so far. Now we have to see if that, you know, positive energy, for lack of a better term, continues. And I mean, we're going to find out in short order here in the next couple days, probably to start. Dude, I, I think you're missing the number one thing, though, of uh, the wishes that we were granted. And I think that's, and again, it's not entirely sure what I said about the full reign of his duties outside of interviewing the head coach. We don't know, like, how much control. I, I don't know. Based off what George McCaskey said, though, now that I'm thinking about it, he does have full control of the team in all aspects. According to what he said in the press conference, George said, I'm a fan. I'm going to step away. GM is going to have full control and report to me. So now that we know that just Ryan Poles is interviewing the head coaching candidates. Jake, you have reasons to believe that the direction of this franchise is in a better direction than it's ever been in the past because of the way they are operating these decisions now. Now you can have whatever you can know. What do you mean? How that is true. It's true. You can think whatever you, as long as the McCaskies are in charge, I don't know if I can ever be fully invested in like, yeah, this team's on the right track. Dude, you can, okay, fair enough. I mean, I I don't blame you for thinking that, but I just I don't know, dude. I I think we're in a situation where with GM with the GM having full control of the interview process now, him c- picking his guy. You know, we don't know if Ryan Pace really chose that guy. If it was a lot of George, we don't know. It was messy. Right. It was there, messy. There was a there was very much a thought that John Fox was like kind of hey like. Hey, Ryan, like this is, you know, wink, wink, you know, this is the guy. Exactly. Which which is what I'm afraid is going to happen because they gave him a list of three finalists. And that's also partially, well, that that's also partially why I would like to see him just at least say you're interviewing somebody else, because then it makes me feel better that he actually has control. Because sure, it, I see because what you mean. It, because it's very hard for me to take Bears PR or the McCaskies at their word. Look at the past, you know, our lifetime. You know, look at the last 24 years for me, you know, it's not easy to take the McCaskies at their word when they say they're doing one thing and then the opposite happens. Or then it turns out, you know, we find out later that, oh, actually, that's not exactly what happened. So that's that's part of my reason. And again, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be, you know, no, you're being rational. I I get it. I'm trying to be like, hey, like this, this is what I would like to see. But yes, it's easy. I totally get the excitement because i i am excited again i think this is a very strong hire i think this is a very good strong guy that you should get i'm very happy i'm pleased with who they picked to be the gm now i would just like to see a couple more things go in a certain direction so that we're more convinced that he actually has control and that he's the right guy for the job well let me tell you i I know you say like him interviewing a different guy who wasn't part of the top three would prove that he has control and i think that could be true but i also think what could be true is in those interviews that he had with the organization there's without a doubt conversation being had that we have these guys on our radar for head coach how willing are you to work with these guys he might have said right there could have been overlap and he said dude like i'm locked in i want to take this job and i'm actually really interested in Jim Caldwell and Dan Quinn, who I believe are the top two finalists right now. And I think one of those two will be announced. Who knows? Maybe when, by the time the show is over, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, we we don't know, but I think there, there is a strong chance that there was overlap there. Now going back to, again, when we're talking about why the situation is different, why I believe you should be more confident. I would have been a little bit worried as much as we liked Morocco Brown as a candidate. 
I would have been worried that, oh, this is just Bill Polian's guy, man. There's bias right. here. They hired sure. him because he he's Bill Polian's guy, and Morocco Brown had a great resume. But this is a different guy. This is a different guy. No connections, no ties. Sure, he was a former player, but he's undrafted in 2008. He didn't make the roster. You can't like say, oh, he was just a former player of the Bears. That's why they hired him. No, that's not the case. Sure. So it's a different guy. Um, is not anybody who's tied to a specific person who's a part of the hiring process. It seems like they did their due diligence and like, I'll put it in, dude, I'll put it on tape right now. Like, feel free to clip this. Like, again, I think the bears got this right. I think they're in the right direction. And with confidence today that I can say this with confidence, this team can win a super bowl and will win a super bowl by 2025. Like I, I truly believe that they're doing the things the right way, and so they are not saying, far out of reach from that milestone. So, are you saying the twenty twenty five Super Bowl or the twenty twenty five twenty six season? The twenty twenty five Super Bowl. So that would be so that would be twenty twenty three twenty. So this season, mm-hmm. then twenty three twenty four, then twenty four. So you're giving it by the third year, is what you're saying? By this, I th- I think they can be contenders by the second year. But okay, so, play, so playoffs by so it. playoffs by twenty three twenty four. I think they'll Super make the playoffs next year if they construct the offensive line well enough. But yes, yeah, so playoffs okay, but, by next but let, year. Let's set it. Let's let's set it lower. Let's say this year you go five hundred again. Let's say you get back okay. to five hundred this year. Playoffs the year after. Super Bowl year after that. Yeah, that's okay, where I'm Kevin. At. And that's not that's not a far. I mean, think about look at what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. That's not, sure. not crazy. Like that's not an no, outrageous arguably, thing to say. Arguably, and, the Chiefs were in a better situation when Mahomes took over. They were already a playoff team. I mean, yeah, that's true. But if you take – if yeah, okay, fair See, enough. So but, here, here's the only thing I'm going to say to you about that. I think you're playing a dangerous game with that because, A, you're an internal optimist, and I love that about you, obviously. It tempers the show out evenly. B, we just don't know what Ryan Pohl's plan is for the roster yet. You know what I mean? Like things I mean, could change well, drastically. I think we do know. No, we do know because this is – like if you're looking at the roster right now – and I'm sure he's going to, we don't know the aggressiveness of him. Right. I think that, he has so, very so, much. So that, that's the point. No, 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 no. We don't know but, anything. We don't know. Uh, if we he, do who, know though. Who, we do know who, this isn't a rebuild. We know this is right. a retool I, where you I can agree. put the right players around I Justin. Agree. You're contending soon. Very but soon. That doesn't mean we know who he's going to, you know, because like I, in a retool, players are still probably going to get traded. Guys are probably still going to get cut for cap reasons. So until we know, like this roster could change big time. So, I mean, he might decide, like, if he decides to trade Khalil Mack, I'm not saying he will, I'm not saying he should, but it's a possibility, it's an idea that's been floated out there even before last season. So, I mean, we don't know, we don't know how he values some of these guys and, you know, what he's, you know, what if he tries to bring in, what if he tries to recoup that first round pick that you lost in the Justin Fields trade by trading, I I don't know, like Robert Quinn or something, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Like I, that's off the top. Sell of my high head. on Robert Quinn. Yeah. Right. I mean that. Yeah. What if he tries to sell high on Robert Quinn? You know, it like this could go a couple different ways is the only thing I'm saying. But I think regardless, like you're in a position to be able to put together a good roster, regardless if you do make decisions like that in two years, like you already have, we, no, we've talked years, numerous sure. times yeah, on this store, on, on, on this store, on the show about the core that they have. Like they don't have to go out. They like, you don't have to take time to find who are going to be the fundamental players of this team going forward. You don't have to take time to do that. You know, Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, Thomas Graham, Dave Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, you know, like all of those guys, Larry Borum, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, like all those guys are core pieces that you have locked down. It's now about 
finding guys to put around them. And we looked last week about the Bears cap situation or two weeks ago, they're going to be 11th in the league. And if they write, if they make the right decisions from a cut standpoint, uh, they could be even higher. So they're going to have the money to put in to assets. And if we do, and we're going to segue to coaches now, and if you do get a coaching staff, you will find a roster that has talent that you may not think is playoff talent, but a coaching staff that can develop that talent into playoff uh, into a playoff roster. That is what good teams do. You don't have to think about, we need to go out and pay Devontae Adams $40 million. If they do that, I will be elated. But you see teams that make the playoffs. You see a lot of teams that they find value in, in, in guys who get paid less. And that's what good coaching staff is and good organizations do. So I think there's a chance. But let's segue to coaches now because well, – Real, real I think quick, just on that point about – Yeah, yeah get, go ahead, go ahead. About Ryan Poles, like getting the right people around him and stuff like that. Like you can't have – and this was in – I think it was John Greenberg wrote it on uh, The Athletic. Get people who are smarter than you in the room. Get, don't be Ryan right. Pace where you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to take a tight end from Ashland over a guy named George Kittle. And everyone in the room is like, okay, Ryan, you got it, dude. Perfect. All right, I'm going to trade up for Mitch Trubisky. You know, it, it's it, – have people in the room who are like, oh, well, what about what about not to tackle you to the ground and say, no, don't do – like, but get people around you who are smart and who are like, hey, well, maybe what if we considered this instead? What if instead of taking a guy, a tight end from Ashland – what if we took the tight end from Iowa? You know, like just get people around you who are smarter than you is all I'm saying. So, you know, get get the right people around you. And again, we're not going to know this for a while. But I final thought on this, Ryan Polsing, before we get to coaches and before I yell at Kevin. I think it's a strong hire and I'm happy with it. Let's see where it goes from here. Okay. That was my final thought. Now, to this dumb, dumb sh- Stupid list of finalists that the Bears wrong. handed wrong. Ryan Poles. Wrong. Oh, the I'm Bear, gonna go off. The Bears wrong. apparently hand. Can I give the basic information out first? No, Ryan Poles was hired. The Bears said, "Okay, these are the three finalists that we like. That we like. Who we want their interviews, and we like. Do with that what you will. You allegedly, they said, you can expand the search if you want. On that list, three names: Maddie Rufus, Dan Quinn, and." Uh, I can't. Jim, I, you're shocked. Jim you're, Caldwell. You're the Jim worst. Caldwell. Oh, you Jim Caldwell, just, who had oh his second God. interview yesterday. And Dan Dude, I'm going to look so good one. when he's hired. I'm going to look so good I, when he's hired. I, oh, I'm going to be I on just, fire. Okay, so I'll go first. Tell me your it, issue with him. I don't get it. Because I don't it's understand. Just, it's just so uninspiring. I get. No, it's I not. Know, I know your point of he's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs. He took the Lions to, to playoff contenders. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, he's been out of football. He's just uninspiring. Like, I – now, I will say this. Because last week I was so against Jim Caldwell, and I was like – and even this morning on uh, Becky all day, I was like, no, 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 do not want. If you get into this meeting with Jim Caldwell and you say, okay, what is your stance on analytics? Okay, who are you going to bring in with you as your coordinators? If he answers those questions – appropriately into a way that I hope Ryan Poles' acceptability or, or what he's looking for in those answers, I would put my faith in him at this juncture, hopefully rewards my faith because at this point I'm, I'm already resigned to the fact that it's going to be Jim Caldwell. Like I'm, I'm resigned. I tried to jinx it you, by betting on that he, w- that he will be the head coach. I tried to jinx it because right. out of these three guys, I want Dan Quinn. And for the reason of 
He's. I'd be fine with Dan Quinn. I I would I would rather have Dan Quinn over Jim Caldwell for the reason that he's 16 years younger. He was. He hasn't been out of football since he was fired from the Falcons. He took the Cowboys this year from a very, very piss poor unit to a top ten, arguably top mm-hmm. five unit. Granted, Little league and turnovers. Granted, had the rookie of the year on defense, and you know, but still, and also coached really well when Mike McCarthy was out with COVID, and has the more recent resume of being to the Super Bowl and being in the playoffs, and I believe. That Dan Dan Quinn had Kyle Shanahan on his staff, so I believe I have more faith in Dan and Quinn. Matt Lafleur. Right, I have more faith in Dan Quinn having a, a a good solid staff around him than I do about Jim Caldwell because Jim Caldwell did it ten years ago as opposed to Dan Quinn three years ago. That that's sure. that's where my sure. and, and Matt Eberflus can see you later. I don't like yeah whatever. he can don't, walk no up the no Let's, interest. Come on. No interest. Yeah. Um, I'm agree. I'm with you. So on that. like, I, but I'm resigned to the fact that it's going to be Caldwell because he's the older, more, more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like more decorated, I guess, or like he's yeah, around sure. longer. Yeah. Like it. Like, and here's the thing. Like, it's just it reeks of the John Fox Ryan Pace pairing. It reeks. No, it doesn't. Of yes, it, because it's what the Bears do. They see him as the safe pick, the older coach who's been there, and he's. Like mm. that, that's why, I, and that's part of the reason I hate it because it would just be, and what we talked about a couple weeks ago, the same cycle of shit over and over. Uh, like, no. George, like, can no. you not see George McCaskey being like, yeah, Ryan, we really like, it, but you should, you should go with a veteran coach, someone who can really show you the ropes, who's been around and who can kind of guide you. Can you not see George McCaskey having that train of thought? Cause if I mean, you say guess, yes, you're, but... a you're a liar. I don't know. I mean, they didn't do that because, with Nagy. Yeah, because, I don't know. Because, like, yeah, because but at first, when Ryan Pace was first hired, they did that to him. They said, "Hey, okay. look, John Fox is over here. Hey, John Fox is a Super Bowl coach. Hey, John Fox. You know what I mean? Like that's why it just reeks of just that same vicious cycle that is just going to end you and end you up in the same damn place." No, not true. Now, uh, let me. Uh, I... You read my thread see, about Jim Caldwell. Did yes, you read, I read my? Your, I, read your, you know, I read your thread, but see the fact that you just like took that shaky breath from you. No, I know, I know I'm in your head. No, now. Yes, no, you're not in my head. I just didn't know what I wanted to say. You are not in my. You could, you could be less. You could be no. You're out of my head. So you're so far gone out of my head. It's not even funny. You're not. You're not even the same room as me right now when it comes to that. Like I am. I've been on top of this, bro. I've been on top of this since last week. If people remember, if people listen to the show, I've, remember I've been from last on top week. Of this for all of seven days. <laughs> I, I, seven you're, you're seven right, days. Seven. I said, I said Jim Caldwell is my number one. All right. That's what I said. Sure. And they're gonna freaking hire him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look great for it. Uh so great for my personal reputation. But you have to the, the the thing you're looking at both of these guys, and at this point, I'm I'm fine with either of them. I don't have a preference over either of them. They both are going to be Good hires, in my opinion, for two reasons. Number one, what was the number? And you shouldn't be surprised at all, Jake, why it has come down to these two guys. You shouldn't be surprised at all. Because what did George McCaskey tell us? The number one thing they were looking for in the hiring process among coaches. What was the number one thing? Tell me. What was the number one thing? Dude, I don't remember. Leadership. It was leadership, right? Both of these guys are tremendous leaders. Jake, after this, I implore you to go watch Good Jim work. Caldwell's speeches on YouTube. 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 Go watch them. The guy is a phenomenal leader, and Dan Quinn is is as well. 
And what, that's okay, what you was, are getting out of both of them. Was. What do you mean was? We, leadership we, is something that have, doesn't go away. Leadership no, is something that that is in that is inside of you forever. Like if you are a natural born leader, you're a natural born leader for life. You can't just lose the ability to be a leader. Like these guys know how to lead. Dan Quinn obviously has the football resume of recency. Sure, totally true. The reason Jim Caldwell left the league is not because he was run out of the league. It's because he had health issues in 2019. He wasn't fired by anyone. He wasn't kicked out the door. He had health issues. He took a step away himself. He stepped away from the game to figure out his health, which I have total respect of him doing. It's like you shouldn't be worried about the fact that he hasn't been in the game since then. But back to the point, there's the number one thing is leadership. The number two thing you're looking for that both of these coaches have is the strong ability to assemble a staff. And that's what you mentioned was really important that, you know, the, the Dan Quinn had uh, Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn had Matt LaFleur. These guys have been in the league for a very long time. There is extremely strong confidence that they will be able to build a strong staff. And there's a lot of people who were drawn to Brian Dabble and are drawn to Byron Leftwich because of their ability to work with Justin Fields, right? Like these guys are going to work directly with Justin Fields. And sure. It's going to be great. The head coach doesn't have to do that. Did Bill Belichick create Tom Brady? Did he work with him every day? No. Like the QB's coach, the QB's coordinator, the QB's coach, the offensive coordinator, those guys can work with Justin Fields. And the staff around him can work with Justin Fields. And Jim Caldwell can be a head coach. I mean, Jim Caldwell is an offensive guy. I don't know if he'll call plays at this right. stage of his career. But I have a feeling he is going to assemble a staff that will put the right pieces around Justin Fields. You don't have to focus in on, oh, we have to hire the guy who's going to work directly with Justin Fields and sure. call the plays and all that, that, because maybe that's not even the better alternative. So I I think I'm really happy about this because, again, people get caught up in the name. They get caught up in the one name, one head coaching name, and they forget about the rest of the guys that are getting hired. But those guys, down ticket, if you want to call it that, like it's an election or whatever, sure. like down the ballot are – just as important, like all of those guys together are just as important, if not more important as a group than the one head coach that you're hiring. And people overlook that every single cycle. Every time they overlook that and they think, oh, we got to go after this one name. We got to go after the one name who's really flashy. And they forget about their ability to build a staff. And let me tell you this one thing about Jim Caldwell. We got about five minutes left here that Jordan Schultz tweeted um, earlier today said, damn it, where I just I just clicked away from it. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? As I find this tweet, like, do you want? Sure. Does that make you a little bit more confident? Also, I'm a I'm oh. wary. I'm wary to reference Jordan Schultz for obvious reasons from earlier in the season <laughs> about Allen Robinson. Yes, but well, about um, the whole locker room. Oh, about the locker room. That remember is, that? Fiasco? We don't. We yeah, we don't know. Okay, if that's so here's my thing, not, real quick. But, um, and and shout out. Uh, I found the tweet. And shout out Sam for uh, who just texted me that she's trying really hard not to shit on Dan Quinn. Agreed. Both of these candidates are very underwhelming, and I would very much. No, like, they're not though. They're they're underwhelming. It's underwhelming. Oh, it, it's just very bears to be like, uh, Brian Dable, nah. Uh, Byron Leftwich, nah. Not even an interview. Like, ah, uh, okay, we'll go with Jim Caldwell and Dan Quinn because they've been there before. Like, it's just very bears. It's underwhelming. It doesn't like. It doesn't stir any feelings in me other than hatred for the Bears. Like it's like uh, I, I get what you're uh, saying. Okay, let me ask you let me ask you one question about Jim Caldwell then. Because your whole thing was like, okay, right. yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he took the Lions to the playoffs. Does it concern you that outside of his year from Peyton Manning, he couldn't get over the hump? Because those Lions playoff teams, immediate exits. And and no. also late season crumbles and also couldn't keep up with elite other elite teams. 
No, uh, that that no. I mean, what did you want the guy to do? I, I, who were the quarterbacks that year that they went two and fourteen without Manning? Who were the quarterbacks? I mean, no, are you talking about winning I'm, the Super Bowl with no, Manning? I'm not, ta- I'm not. Yeah, it's with Manning. You're talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know. I know. Once Manning's neck fell apart, yeah, you were screwed from the jump there. Yeah, like that was. Well, yeah, the I don't first bl- year, I, I don't blame him for that. Like once I mean, Peyton Manning was gone, yeah, he was screwed. I'm talking I'm about in Detroit. Look, I'm talking yeah, about in Detroit. I'm not going. Oh, in Detroit. In Detroit, okay. when he because well, your whole thing was like, look what he did to Detroit. Look how he turned yeah. him around. But then he couldn't get over the hump. You okay, say, well, tell you me what Matt say, Patricia did after him. Tell me what Matt Patricia did after him. No, I agree. Matt Patricia was not right. But also, it's, like, it's exactly but Jim, like. But Jim Caldwell had multiple chances there in the playoffs. And every time they made it, immediately bounced. Or they couldn't win that last game against the Packers. Like, they, they couldn't beat the Packers in the final game. I forget which season it was. To make the playoffs. Like, isn't that the Bears' whole thing as well? You got to beat the Packers? Couldn't do it in Detroit I mean, either? And Detroit doesn't mean as much to beat the Packers. And I think that's, but I mean, still. I don't know how much that matters, but I think the thing you also have to take in consideration and yeah, you're, you're right. Like there are, that is the one thing on his resume that does kind of worry me a little bit was, you know, okay. He made the playoffs twice. Didn't get past that first round. You have to have to, you also have to consider the roster talent he had. The Lions roster talent, although they made the playoffs, was nowhere near the rest of the teams those years. You know that for a fact, man. I mean, you know that they weren't going to be I a Super Bowl contender. Me. I mean, yeah, I know, but come on. But also, I mean, you had Matt Stafford. You would, you would who, remember. You also had Matt Stafford in the prime of his career. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I there's fairness to that argument. Don't get me wrong, but I still think the fact that you have evidence of what his successors did with the Detroit Lions, and you know Matt Patricia having what like a 13 and 24 record uh, with Something the Lions, like and then like that's all you need. That's all you need to know. So I'm look. Both of these guys, as we close out here. I'm happy with the staff that they could potentially put together. I'm happy with the leadership they possess. And if you guys question that, I, I promise you, go to YouTube. Watch Jim Caldwell videos on leadership. He does like conferences and stuff about it. Watch Dan Quinn, the way he talks to the players. These things are important. And here's the tweet before we head out. Here's the tweet from Jordan Schultz. Jim Caldwell's interview with the Bears went, quote, very well, says a source close to the situation. I'm told the former Lions Colts head coach loves Justin Fields and impressed Chicago by laying out an entirely new offense that would highlight Fields' extensive right. skills. If that's true, because I did line, see that tweet would earlier. highlight, yes. Is that what we've been missing? If that's Someone true, who can if that's true, again, to the I'm, again, I'm hesitant to believe Jordan Schultz for obvious sure. reasons but but if that is true yes that is a positive that is encouraging again on the basis that it's true we got people and that's the thing with bears twitter we believe everything as long as you have some crumb of credibility whether it's you're a blog that's been covering the team for 17 years or you're jordan <laughs> schultz with a blue check mark and you have a podcast we're so mean? we're like it's just so like i we don't know what's being said that's the thing just Everybody relax. Like, yeah, ah, God, sure, fair I enough. just hate both. Like I hate this whole process. Like, and I hate the three. I just hate the three finalists. I wish it, they would have let polls do his thing. I would have felt better if polls, maybe he is doing his co- thing. You don't know. Maybe. Dude. And you're and, right. There might've been overlap and he would have said, but I still just wish, I just wish it was like, cause it's probably going to be decided by the weekend. I just wish maybe it would bleed into Monday and that it was like, there was a little bit more of an extensive process happening. I don't know. What do I know? I'm 24 years old. I'm sitting in an apartment by myself and I work on a radio show. Like, I don't know any, like I've never worked in football. I never even played football. Like I, it's, eh. I don't know. Fair enough. Now I'm worked up again. God. Um, I don't know. This is what they do to you, this franchise. Yes, but... because they suck so much. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, we were just talking about how happy we are about them, and we're yeah, you were saying how happy you were. I was saying that. Come on, a, a strong. I'm, You're, I'm not going to no. be happy until I see, like, until You're they lying. win. If you didn't think game. I have, I think You're it's a strong hire. I'm happy with the hire overall. I'm not happy with the organization. I'm happy yeah. with the organization. You're, you're gross. And, okay. And, and the way they've operated this has been better than the past. And that's yes. why I said that. That's it is why a I said step I think in the, the right direction. direction. It's yes. a step in the right direction. Jake, we, we, I mean, we can't take that for granted based off what we've seen. This is, this is a miracle. This is, this is someone, Fair. you know, I, like Fair. this is going to be a significant moment in, in my life history. Apparently the, the way this operation is, is uh, hopefully is the way this organization is operating. So, I don't know, but I think you're right. I think we see a head coach hiring, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. You'll probably be hearing this, you know, late Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I think we get a head coach by Friday. I do. Maybe even Thursday afternoon. So we'll be back at it very soon. Absolutely. All right. Kevin's got places to be, things to do. So we are going to close it out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate all of you, everyone who commented, everyone who watched. You guys are the best. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week to hopefully break down a head coaching hire. Until then... Love you guys. Bear down. Well, come on.